Good afternoon, and welcome to the Big Green Podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Landscape Professionals. I'm Britt Wood, the CEO of NALP, and it's my pleasure today to welcome Roscoe Clausing, uh, who's the president and CEO of the Clausing Group. Welcome, Roscoe. Thanks for joining us today. Greetings, Britt. Uh, hello to everyone from my attic in Kentucky. <laughs> so uh, speaking of, uh, of your home base in Kentucky, can you tell us a little bit about your business, uh, a little bit about the, the Clausing Group? Yeah, sure. We're a uh, commercial grounds maintenance company. I started the business when I was in high school. Um, this is my 28th season of uh, being a, a landscaper. And um, we've got two offices, one here in Lexington, where I grew up and where I call home. And, and then we have, uh, for the last five years, this is our sixth season uh, with our second office in Louisville, Kentucky, about an hour uh, west of here. Everybody knows that from our conference. That's right. You uh, you have the uh, the distinct privilege of serving uh, the area, which is served uh, which served so uh, kindly as a host to the uh, the GIE Plus Expo. So that's that's pretty great. Uh, that's right. About how many employees do you have, Roscoe? We've got about seventy to seventy five people at peak season. Like most other grounds maintenance companies, we uh, we drop back to about half that staff in the winter. Okay. So, um, well, let's dive right in. Um, I guess, you know, obviously uh, for all of us, life has changed a lot in the past two weeks. Uh, would love to hear from your perspective, you know, how has uh, what you've been doing at the closing group changed? You know, what's, what's happened over the past two weeks that you can recount for, for our audience? Sure. Um, obviously, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, there are times when it feels like everything is moving so slowly. And there are other times that I feel like, um, like all this started somewhere between maybe eight and nine years ago. So it's, uh, it's, it's been pretty wild. Um, as a, as a general rule, I, I, my, my time has been split between dealing with kind of the public health and safety side of this. And then of course the, the financial and, and economic side as well. And, and really everything does fall pretty squarely into one of those two categories. Um, we, uh, we've been, I believe we have been very fortunate in our state. Our government, uh, our governor has been very proactive. Um, he has uh, slowly been ratcheting up restrictions and uh, limiting what the public can do uh, every single day. And, um, and so that's made a lot of the stuff palatable. Um, it, it gave everybody an opportunity to focus their energy early on on the, the, the health side of this. So you can imagine we've done what, what many have done, which is review a lot of our, our policies, our procedures. Um, you know, in about two days' time, we got our entire office team working remotely. Um, like every other contractor out there, there, there are some positions within a company where you can work remotely and somewhere you can't. We've actually found a, another category, which uh, we're just kind of calling semi-remotely. You know, you can imagine that a production manager or ops manager can um, both work from home a lot of the time or from their vehicle, um, but also still does need to be visible and, and perhaps help with a morning launch or showing up on job sites. So um, a lot of time on the health piece. And, and of course, with information uh, coming out every single day, a lot of the choices that we make, um, you know, just 24 hours before have to be reconsidered. 
So that that's that's been a lot of the time. And then, of course, the other big thing is being honest with ourselves about what the impact is going to be financially. So uh, we've done a few different exercises um, from, you know, preparing for what it might actually look like if we were shut down altogether. Um, and then, of course, uh, reforecasting our budget for 2020, um, doing the exercise that I uh jokingly called the incredible shrinking company <laughs> yeah yeah no i i know it's uh i you know we are hearing a lot of that and i i do think uh, you know we applaud all the members who are you know taking that realistic tone and looking at um what what, what reality may look like and it's not that palatable at times but certainly a necessary thing to do no, I um yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, I, uh, my business was around in 2008, and I communicated with a lot of the leaders uh, at NALP and paid attention to what their companies were doing to respond. And um, you know, overwhelmingly, what I see is that in times of of crises like this, the leadership uh, who act quickly and make bold decisions, who take a realistic not a just strictly hopeful assessment of what the future is going to hold. Those are the ones that make it. Those are the ones that are poised to come out of this um, strong. And, and if you're just sitting around crossing your fingers right now, thinking surely that deal will still go through. Um, I, I think you may need to, to reconsider your approach. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. And that, that's a really important takeaway for the audience is um, if, if you if you have not gotten into that serious, realistic look uh, should be something you should be doing immediately. Um, yeah. let, let me uh, let me ask you another quick question here, Roscoe. Um, you know, what have you learned um, over the past two weeks that you didn't know before this crisis happened? What's kind of popped out at you as something like, you know, I, I, I would never have thought that or I would never have imagined that could could occur. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly can't say that ever in, in my career did I think that there was a real possibility that my company would be required to shut down. Um, so going through an exercise where you identify because uh, because, you, you know, the deal. If I told you you got to shut down NALP tomorrow, it doesn't mean you just lay everyone off and no money exchanges hands and no money comes in the door. So, you know, really taking a look at, at what what happens as we move forward, if in fact there is a shelter in place, um, I do want to I do want to make sure and take this opportunity to say thank you to you and to our association and to our advocacy group. Um, phenomenal work that you all have done. I have watched as across the country, one state after another has identified landscaping services as an essential service. We've got stay at home orders. It's incredible the challenges that we are all facing right now. But when it comes right down to it, we are among the very, very fortunate businesses who are not faced with staying home and closing the doors completely. I, I commend you. Um, it, it's been wonderful. We got our executive order on um, Wednesday of this week that specifically called out landscaping and the construction services industry as a life-saving business. And so, uh, again, uh, Thank you. I know that I know that you and, and our advocacy team got out in front of that. 
thank you for those kind words. We appreciate it. And, and I, you know, uh, this is the, I think always the wonderful thing about having a, an association that's got a strong membership. Um, the members really kind of came together, gave us the resources we needed and, and we were able to execute. So we appreciate you guys. Um, this is, uh, definitely a team effort. So, uh, and we're going to keep working on it. Um, so Roscoe, I want to change direction on you a little bit and talk to you a little bit about your team. Um, you know, you, you obviously have a fairly good sized team uh, at the closing group. And so, you know, what is it that you have learned about your team in the past couple of weeks? Well, um, you know, but I think everybody's got a pretty good sense of how strong their team is, how committed they are, how loyal they are, all, all those things. Um, you know, this is this is the this is the big game. And you may sense before that you've got the right people in place. But um, I have now seen without a doubt that that I have a dedicated, loyal, committed team, people who are willing to make uh, shared sacrifices for the benefit of everyone. And um, boy, it's it's humbling. It's it's rewarding. I'm I'm highly encouraged by it all. Um, because we've got people like that, that's made it easy for us to um, really focus on retaining everyone during this crisis. We um, recognized very quickly that there were going to be a lot of super difficult decisions that um, that had to be made, and our leadership team came together and developed a set of four objectives that we decided we'd run everything through and um and and one of our our objectives was to retain all full-time employees because we want everybody to have access to health care and to paid time off and lord knows when there's a pandemic going on we we need those benefits so um it's it's wonderful to, to have a, a great group of people around me and um, i'm excited that that everybody is willing to rally and say yeah let's 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 keep everyone here. Let's do no layoffs. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we really commend you on that. And I think that's so important. Um, and, and one of the great things that about being able to keep our businesses active is keeping more people employed and helping support this economy in this, you know, really troubling time. So uh, definitely kudos to you and, and the whole group for making that a reality. Um, so, uh, you know, as, as you look to the future, Roscoe, um, how do you think this experience will influence your decision-making in the future? What do you think, what kind of impact will that have on you? Hmm. That, that's a tough question. We're, we're still in the thick of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, one of the um, things I've, I've heard uh, a disease specialist say is that wherever you think you are in a pandemic, you are behind it. And and I have to believe there's a bit of a ripple effect there. Where, wherever we think we are with uh, the economy, there's a good chance we're we're behind it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and part of me wants to say I'll I'll wait wait to answer that question till later. But um, I don't know. I guess some of the things that have stuck out to me immediately, like more people can work remotely in my company than I ever imagined. And, and more people can work yeah. semi remotely, you know, some things you just do out of habit. Yep. Um, so, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to, to offer more flexibility there in the future. Um, 
one of the things that's really stuck out to me because you know across the country me every other landscaper we're ramping up right now we've got new employees starting we've got uh, seasonal workers who were laid off at the end of 2019 who are returning and and i'm realizing man the way that my staff experience our culture is is generally through these um weekly safety meetings where we all huddle together every week or conversations in the warehouse or the yard or, or in the hallway. And um, I, I, I think, I mean, strictly from a decision-making and kind of awareness perspective, we, we have to make choices that allow people to experience our culture and understand who we are without actually being physically adjacent to one another all the time. Um, that's a new that's a new challenge and, um, and then I guess something that I've been really proud of us for doing and this is certainly not my mo but um, we're capable of making decisions a lot faster than I knew <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah you know I, it's it's um, there's there's definitely an opportunity to uh, maintain uh, this sense of urgency and speed that that is required of us right now but in some in some uh, few weeks or months, maybe that urgency won't be there, and and we need to change the way we make decisions and, and keep that sense of urgency. Yeah, Roscoe, I I would say that's something that it's interesting you point that out, um, and, and I would completely agree with you. Um, I I think uh, we've all to a certain extent proven to ourselves that we can make decisions more quickly. I well, what I'll give you credit for is that you're recognizing it. Um, I know there's many of us who are making decisions quicker, but not recognizing the fact that we can and should do that on a more regular basis. So, uh, again, uh, kudos to you on that. Um, can we talk about your clients real quick? Um, and, and, and how has the relationship with them been over the past couple of weeks? And how do you see that evolving? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, I guess I'm getting back to what we talked about already. What I anticipate. Um, so, so, first of all, I, I should say this. Our relationships are strong. I'm not um, concerned about them in any way, but I recognize that um, we deal almost exclusively with commercial facility managers, property managers. And, and when there is a public health crisis, I support them not putting landscaping first. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. We, we had an interaction with one of our um, customers who is responsible for, um, I'll just call it a housing unit that mm -hmm. had a bunch of people living in it that had to be evacuated. And, I, you know, I say kudos to him for being more concerned about sanitizing that facility and disinfecting it and taking care of all the people that live there instead of meeting us for a, a conversation about pruning. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess, you know, I, I think one of the ways that we can serve our clients well right now as an industry is be there, be available, but also, you know, don't, don't push your, your priorities, allow them to establish the priorities. Um, people will notice when, um, when they know that you've been waiting in the wings to do what is needed for them. One of the ways that we have gone about this um, is to think of ourselves as simply a member of the supply chain. You know, any big business right now who is savvy 
is concerned about the strength of their supply chain. And so what we've done is simply communicate to our customers. We are here. Uh, we have verified the strength of our own supply chain. These are the changes to our procedures um, that support the public health initiatives right now. Um, and, and of course, bringing to everyone's attention that, that as in many other cases that in Kentucky, we're, we're an essential business and we are authorized to continue working. And so, you know, I kind of imagine that a, a customer is um, reading these communications and saying, oh, thank God, there's one less thing I've got to worry about. I'll get back to my landscaper later. And at, at this time, I think that's, that's probably really appreciated. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I think that's a, a very important point that, um, that if you're willing to be patient, um, that will go a long way with folks. So, yeah. well, listen, Roscoe, I know you've got a busy day in front of you, so I only have one more quick question for you. Um, and, and this is a hard one, but, uh, and I know, again, we're in the midst of this, but, uh, you know, based on kind of everything you've learned, you know, what, what advice would you give your fellow NA, NALP members moving forward in this crisis? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, a member of the, uh, the safe company program with NALP. We've got a really strong safety culture at Clausing Group and, and literally within a few hours of this thing heating up two weeks ago, I realized this is no different than any, well, <laughs> I better stop myself there, right? <laughs> it is very different, but it is simply a safety risk. It is a safety risk that must be treated as a top priority the way that every other company says safety first. And so, um, you know, I, I guess the first thing I'd say is COVID-19 coronavirus, it's got to be treated safety first, just like everything else. Don't ignore the guidance being provided by our elected officials. Observe the CDC guidelines. Um, and, and you've got to make accommodations for your staff. Um, you know, we, we tried for two days to let people keep coming into the office and it was abundantly clear. You can't do it. You can't do it because eventually two people end up hovered over the same screen at a workstation. Two people are too close in the hallway. Um, you know, we, we, we took a look at every piece of our operations and said, what do we have to modify so that we can support these these uh, these good behaviors? So I'd say that first. Right. It's got to be safety first, public health first. Um, and then the other piece. Uh, which, again, I feel like it's a bit of a no brainer, but reforecast your budget. Um, I am just far enough north that we get about. 16 inches of snow a year. Um, but last winter, we saw a 75 to 80% departure from our typical snow removal revenue. So, you know, it was already going to be an interesting year for a lot of companies that, that, that provide that service. You, you combine that with this pandemic and the impact it's going to have. And depending on what segment of the landscape industry you're in, I mean, it's easy to see how somebody's top line could be off by anywhere from 20 to 40%. So the yeah. faster that you can find time to open up the books and reconsider what the future for future looks like, I, I urge you to do it. Yeah. I think that's really, really solid advice. So 
Well, Roscoe, listen, again, I, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, and again, this has been the Big Green Pod podcast uh, brought to you by NALP and Roscoe Clausing, our guest today. Roscoe, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you.